when will it all be over? Very good question. It's gone to the point that I just kind of go just because it's there. And, well, honestly, most places still sort of require us to have like a 72-hour NAT test. Friday, June 24th, 2022. I'm Stephen Sersky. Hope you guys are doing well. Prepping for the weekend well and uh, getting things done. Yeah, I went for another NAT test today. I went yesterday as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, since, honestly, since April Gourmet requires me to get these uh, these tests in order to jin uh, to, to go and to enter into the actual store, uh, so the NAT tests have to be within 72 hours, it's basically the only reason I'm going to these things now. If it wasn't for Lu Yedza or April, April Gourmet, I don't think I'd be going to these things anymore, uh, to tell you the truth. The lines are a lot shorter. Um, I'm guessing it's because a lot more people are working from home and that they don't have to go get tested, at least uh, not as much as they uh, used to. All that being the case, um, yeah, I thinking ahead, how long, how much longer... Do you think this could continue on? I um, was thinking earlier this week that um, it almost seems like we've been left behind in some regards, in the sense that um, the rest of the world is traveling. You see a lot of people uh, posting pictures of their, their travels, uh, meeting other people out in the patios and stuff like that. No masks and th- things like that. The mask debate still pops up from time to time. Vaccinations still pop up from time to time. But uh, as far as I've heard, uh, most people that I know in Canada have had COVID despite being double, triple, quadrupled, whatever, vaxxed and masked and social distanced. And yet here in China, I haven't had it. Now, I don't, I'm, I'm careful in boasting about that. Because I understand, number one, I don't have kids, which means I don't have like a secondary or even a tertiary outlet or germ attractor that I can catch it from, right? Number two, uh, my company, we, uh, well, but this is almost a, a non, uh, non-factor because we started working from home, but I didn't start working from home until, what, a couple months ago? I still going to the office and things like that. So um, I don't go very far anymore. But even during the pandemic, I remember two years ago, I mean, I remember being at Jingye at uh, Xinfutsun, like uh, in San Latour area. I remember going to Guomao, the uh, downtown district of Beijing, and going out to restaurants and stuff like that. But now I don't do any of that. So I don't know. I mean, I can say that the number of people who work out or eat relatively healthily and have some sort of fitness regimen that is not just average, maybe above average, uh, they haven't complained about COVID. And I don't know, well, you can almost say like that, that does actually have something to do with it. Um, but, you know, hindsight's 2020, 50, 50, 70, 70, 100, 100, whatever, pick your number. Um, you know, going forward, the next pandemic, is there going to be a next pandemic, the next epidemic? 
has this sort of spurred you to uh, do a little bit more physical exercise? I mean, I've, uh, from the beginning of the pandemic, 2020, until now, I mean, I see the change in my own workouts that I've been able to do. And it's not like I'm doing all that much. But, wow, I mean, I hear how some people are... Um, uh, like they're, they're not working out. They're not taking the opportunity to go. And I don't, like working out has this connotation of being uh, hardcore, you know, CrossFit, bench lit and benching a lot and stuff like that, you know, um, you know, going to the gym all the time. But like working out, just like simply going for a walk, an extended walk or a jog um, or getting some sort of physical exercise wherein you're not just sitting around watching TV or even reading books. Yes. Even you can read books, great for your mind. It's not physical education, though. I mean, is it helping your immune uh, immune system? Yeah, I guess a little bit. But uh, come on, I mean, go for a run, put your shoes on, or go for a walk. I mean, get out there a little bit, uh, do a little bit more. I guess. I, I mean, that's that's how I've sort of taken it. Um, and yeah, I I, I I guess I can't I can't deny that here in Beijing, we've lived in a bubble. Uh, especially I, uh, on my compound, like um, as much as the Baowan, the, the guards, they bark quite loudly. Um, hasn't been detected here, so got to give them credit for something, right? It is the end of the week, Friday, and uh, looking ahead to next month, I was saying that I was going to travel. I wanted to travel uh, next month, but uh, ah, that week, it's the second week of July. I think it's from the 9th until the 16th that I was thinking about uh, getting outside of the um, the city limits of Beijing, and I got thinking, uh, like, my schedule, although it works, it works that week, and it also actually works the next week, but 9th to the 16th is the cycling tour that I want to do, that I want to do on the upshot, they actually perform this cycling tour several more to August, September, and October, it's just that July, I know everything lines up pretty well, perfectly, except for the minor issue of my Chinese test. Now, if I were to reschedule that test, which I could do into August, because August will be a little bit more busier for us, uh, a little bit more busy for us, um, if I took the time, maybe I didn't go as far uh, in, in Beijing that week, and instead just you know went to the outskirts rather than away from the city entirely, maybe that's something to think about. So I am thinking of uh, pushing off that test. I should probably check because I'm not sure how much it costs to reschedule uh, the test. I, I, I don't know. Um, you know what? If it if push comes to shove, it, it might just have to happen that I uh, don't take the July test and I take it in August instead. Because uh, you've no doubt noticed... He hasn't been talking about his Chinese at all. And even uh, yesterday, I posted a video, but I didn't make one. I've been making one-minute-long videos, like one minute in length, uh, but not too much else. Uh, I have a couple ideas. Like It's because I, I start thinking, like, oh, I could do this, I could do that, I could do this. And, and that video would be kind of funny or kind of cool to look at. So... Uh, with all that, uh, it's uh, sometimes I, I sort of have the fear of making something that is uh, not what I would consider to be up to snuff. Now, I will get around that, and I will make these videos in time, absolutely. 
And I kind of wonder if maybe it's not so much for this like language vlog thing. It's not so much every, 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 every day. It's that I do spend the time creating content in my target language, which is Mandarin Chinese right now. So if I make three videos in one day, uh, you know, uh, is that a bad thing? I was thinking about that. Maybe it's a, it's a good way to sort of uh, approach um, the, uh, the channel. Or, 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 let's be honest, is this, the, is this just a cop-out of, well, I didn't have the time, I didn't make the time to make a video today, I didn't make the time to do a word list, I didn't make the time to figure out how to put this all together. If you were really dedicated, sir, you would have done it already, and it's true, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I can't uh, disagree with it. Uh, to that, I would say I, 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 I did do my two workouts today, this, mor this morning. I did my uh, sort of CrossFit mimicry, um, where I did the Murph, uh, which is like the one-mile run, uh, and then I did five rounds of five strict pull-ups, 10 push-ups, and 15 squats. So I did that five times, and then I did another mile after that. So a total of four miles in the morning. In the afternoon, I uh, did another two miles, and then I practiced my pistol squats and my one-arm push-ups, yes, which are uh, a couple things that I'm working on at the moment. So with that, that does take away time from producing content. Now, could I... How can I merge the two? It gets difficult. When you're when you're working out, it's kind of difficult to be making a a, a video in a foreign language uh, or in my target language. But to be fair, if you're ever going to consider yourself to be fluent, wouldn't going for a run and being able to talk or speak in that language be sort of a a mark? or a symbol of your fluency, challenge accepted. <laughs> so we'll see how that uh, develops over the next little while. I mean, of course, it'd be kind of, kind of neat to be able to jog and uh, yik-yak in, in Mandarin Chinese as well, or any of the, uh, any of the other languages I've been uh, working on. Not that I've been working on very many. It's mostly like, like learning how to teach English and then also uh, Mandarin Chinese itself. Um, we'll see. Going forward, absolutely. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, this weekend, uh, going to be working tomorrow, so that's going to be taking up some of my time. Uh, Sunday, I'm free, uh, and looking forward to the next couple of months going, I've got nowhere else to go, nowhere else to be. Uh, basically, it's going to be sitting at home, working out, and working. Working, parentheses, out, and parentheses. That is my day every day. Is it a bad thing? I don't know. I did get my third monitor monitor to work. Uh, well, my second monitor. So I, I mentioned last week that I was finagling with this thing, trying to get it to work, and I finally did. So my uh, MacBook 2017 does, in fact, to uh, run two external displays. Um, the Xiaomi monitor that I got is running off of USB-C, and the uh, other Philips monitor that I got um, at, during the pandemic, actually, right at the beginning of the pandemic, got that, and that's running off of uh, HDMI. So I'm very happy that I got it to, uh, to work together. Um, it's a little bit much to look at, but 
you might be wondering why do I need that many screens and I was thinking about this going uh, as much as it sort of blocks up my windows at the same time number one uh, the windows have proven to be distractions uh, and a lot of times number two um, with the monitors I'm now able to partition the different like finder windows applications and something as simple as an ebook right like my distractions so you have one work window you have a sorting window and then you have like a distraction window uh and so i i, I like this so far um i could it needs to be changed a little bit more it has to be sort of um redone uh i don't like the setup right now but i'm just glad that it actually worked because this new xiaomi monitor this 4k one that i introduced to my uh, my setup here um it's it's a little bit it wasn't working at first I was like, oh, did I buy a bad monitor? Uh, what's going on here? But I'm glad I was able to. Um, and honestly, you know, is this thing going to come with me? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Both monitors, I'm thinking, you know, if uh, if I should, well, maybe not if I leave this apartment, but certainly if I leave China, these things are going to be uh, either sold off or given away or something like that. At least that's what I'm thinking right now. Of course, this could uh, uh, change uh, going forward but yeah it's a little bit of an expansion of my setup um, it's a nice monitor looks looks gorgeous sharp crystal nice very compared to the 1080p monitor you kind of you don't notice these things until you're going wow 4k is so much sharper than 1080p not that 1080p is very fuzzy but compared to 4k you're like yep I see the difference other than that um, interesting video on uh, YouTube uh, a buddy sent to me it's like Take a look at this, uh, this sort of nomad, it's the nomad capitalist. And this guy, uh, I've heard of him before, I've seen some of his stuff before, and he uh, talks about, he's an American guy, uh, and I'm not sure if he still has an American passport, which is a very good question given the subject matter that he discusses. And what he talks about is living overseas, particularly how to get away from the tax man in the United States. And other uh, countries such as like Canada and, and the UK. Um, this, you, you hear it from some expats uh, and even some people on uh, the socials. Uh, they'll be concerned about like, you know, taxation is illegal. Taxation is this or whatever. It's a violation of our rights. And I go, it also pays for quite a bit. Uh, like, you know, generally speaking. And of course, they're going to fight back at me. and say, well, no, it doesn't. And I go, you're right. It doesn't pay for everything. And even I look at the dollars, the dollar amount that these uh, so-called political leaders, these political um, personnel make, and you just kind of, it kind of makes you go, and they're campaigning about what? Why? How? How are they at all qualified to talk about any of that stuff that they just said? Uh, of course, I, I mean, pick climate change. There is a sensitive issue. You know, climate, climate change, uh, environmental protection, things like that. Uh, peak oil. That wasn't that popular like five, six year, years ago or something. Ten years ago, something along that, along the lines. Uh, it's, it's, it's the point where, like, if you don't check the uh, the amount that these people are making to say these things, it, it's kind of like, wow. I mean, how are they able to? How are they able to talk like that with the accounts that they have? And if they're making six figures a year times X number of years, 
they have more money uh, that's compounded compared to most of their constituents. And this is not just like the United States. I mean, Canada, UK, most most political uh, uh, people, personnel, are making decent amounts of coin. You kind of go, oh, really? And you're, you're talking, you're campaigning about environmentalism and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, you would drive a car and, eesh, you know, I see the contradiction. And I also kind of wonder why are these people paid so much uh, to do what they do when um, the people who are sort of the bedrock of the economy, you know, the working man, the working lady, the working woman, uh, and the working people who do have to slug it out between certain work hours and have to abide by by certain standards and regulations. I mean, why is it that, like, why isn't it the other way around, where the bottom people get paid more than the top people? I am, I do, I think about this because I'm right in the middle. I'm not at the bottom end. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, I'm not making scraps, but I'm also not making a lot of money. Even though some people, you know, they look at me, they look at the things I do. I go, yeah, you're making money. I go, doesn't feel like that. It really doesn't. I see a, a couple of my neighbors out running in the afternoon. I'm like, how do you afford to be able to run during the afternoon? Forgetting completely, of course. It's like, well, wait a minute, Stephen. The only reason why you're seeing your neighbors run in the afternoon is because you're outside running too. Hmm. And you're right. That is a mark of some sort of wealth. And it's a it's a mark that I don't have to be always at the beck and call of, uh, of the work bell. But at the same time, you kind of go, uh, you, you know, during work, it's not like I'm, I mean... If I'm not working, I'm not making cash, not making coin, which a lot of people, a lot of capitalists would be like, that's that's how it should be. If you're not working, you shouldn't be making money. Or if you're not working, you should be making money off of your own investments, off of your own you know, savviness, your own ability to sort of calculate the return on investments of uh, you know things that you've purchased, the money that you've given someone else, which is what investments are. You know, that's where you're able to make money where you're not actually working. I'm like, well, how do you get to that point? How do you know which which investments are good and which ones are bad? Good question. That's where your research comes in. I can tell. Uh, and this, this sort of leads me into my next uh, my my next sort of topic of the stock market that is uh, seeming to turn around, but seems to be not really turning around. A lot of people don't like the stock market, and I don't hear anybody that I know talking about it anymore. They used to be talking about Bitcoin. That has uh, since quietened down, like not as many people talk about Bitcoin. I really did want to message some of the people. I was like, hey, how's your, uh, how's your um, crypto holdings going? Are those uh, still... Did you sell, or do you still have it? Because... I remember talking to them around like 30,000 Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin $30,000 or something like that. Now Bitcoin's around 21,000 or something. I never bought, couldn't figure out how to do it, didn't matter to me. And now seeing it crash like this, is, it's almost kind of um, phenomenal, like surprising, like, wow, ouch, snap, not good at all. So now, thinking about the working people, thinking about uh, crypto and thinking about 
the weekend. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, in terms of this uh, whole nomad capitalist, I mean, I touched on him a little bit. <laughs> I touched on the topic a little bit. And I'll tell you, what is it like to be an expat? Are you, are you able to live the life that you want here as an expat? Or are you, are you missing back home? Like where you, you know, the homelands, which one would be better? And I think a lot of us became expats because we sort of saw how much more we could do and how much more we could sort of garner, not in terms of just money, but in terms of being able to do things. Even if it was the simple step of getting out of that comfort zone of where we were born or where we were raised. It says a lot. I'm going to touch on this uh, nomadic uh, t uh, capitalist uh, YouTube channel again. If you have the chance, check him out this weekend. Watch a couple of, of his videos, especially if you're an expat. I'm sure you're going to have a couple of ideas about it. Some things are going to start turning in your mind like, hmm, good idea. or And that's where I'm going to sort of leave it there because it's an interesting topic, something that needs to be discussed, especially as expats, and especially as we become more digitized. We're able to work online. We're able to be anywhere, almost everywhere. But what happens to our taxes? What happens to our residency? And what are we able to do, even though we don't have a home, so far as people can tell, in so much as we have a business or service that moves along with us? All right, I'm going to leave it there, folks. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are doing well. Have a great weekend. Uh, the weather's nice and you're in Beijing. Get out there, do some runs, get your miles in, eat your vegetables and your broccoli. I know, it doesn't always taste the greatest if it's raw, but do it anyway. Do it for the antioxidants. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, folks. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We will talk again next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.